Sunbul Tan, the last picture, entering the marketplace, barefoot and unadorned, I mingle with the world, blissfully smiling, dog covered with dust and ragged clothes. I use no magic to expand my life. Using no supernatural powers, you bring the withered trees spontaneously into bloom. Nor he has integrated the Buddhahood. He has digested it and brought it with him back into the world, into the marketplace. Entering the marketplace barefoot and unadorned, I mingle with the people of the world. Why does it say barefoot and unadorned? Because just ordinary, innocent, simple. No, he doesn't want to be anybody rather to be looked upon as a fool then, so they leave him alone. From the beginning he doesn't play any games. Who cares what people say? I can roam around as I want. Maybe few people will see, but most people will just see a ragged old man, maybe a little crazy. Entering the marketplace barefoot and unadorned, I mingle with the people of the world. No, the whole world is like a Tivoli, a circus. He will enjoy wherever he goes blissfully smiling, though covered with dust and ragged of clothes. And this blissfully smiling, very few people understand. Seriousness, this world understand. But blissfully smiling, or oh what? You must be crazy. Only some people will recognize. Though covered with dust and ragged of clothes, because this has nothing to do with how you appear on the outside, I use no magic to expand my life. And life is the most valuable 
that we have. But he's saying, I use no magic to expand my life. That is also in all the traditions, they want to expand their life. But for one who has come back to himself, who cares? In this eternity, if you live 10 years more or less, you are at total at ease, at peace. Using no supernatural powers, you bring the withered trees spontaneously into bloom. All the people want supernatural things, magical things, hocus-pocus, because that is very attractive for the mind. And remember, he could have used, but who cares? It's not a show. Using no supernatural powers, you bring the withered tree spontaneously into bloom. Whoever is touched, will bloom. Who are the withered trees? You are the withered trees. People are the withered trees. Hardly any life left. But if you get in contact with the divine, with the truth, with love, then again, a different life current starts beating the heart starts waking up. And that's the meaning of Jesus when he woke up people from the dead or healed the crippled. That is exactly the same. That is the greatest miracle, to wake up those who are sleepy, who are dead, who are unconscious who have no light in their eyes, and to give them again back the light, the juice. That is the biggest miracle. And it happens spontaneously, effortless. If there is a recognition, if there is an opening, if there is a sensitivity, if there is love, only then it happens. Entering the marketplace barefoot and unadorned, I mingle with the people of the world. And this is truly compassion. No, I go back. All the chances for that he will get problems in the marketplace. Blissfully smiling though covered with dust and ragged of clothes. 
This is also just hints that this has nothing to do with the appearance. You can have dusty, raggedy clothes. That's why it's so beautiful in Zen, in Taoist. But it's the same, the Sufis, the Bhaktis of India. the traveling yogis of Tibet. But this has nothing to do if you're rich or poor. You can be like a modern sage, like Ramana Maharshi. He was just his whole life living just with a little loincloth, almost naked. Only a little white shawl he had when it was winter. Winter, there is not much to talk about. <laughs> Always walking around in his little loincloth. For the Indians, that was the perfect picture of a yogi, of Shiva. Then comes Osho. Totally different picture <laughs> of an enlightened master. Diamond watches, Rolls Royce, finest clothes, air condition, Coca-Cola. It didn't fit in at all. And that's why he took it all the way out as far as he could because he wanted to shake this old, stagnant Indian spiritual mind into pieces. So you have all the different sides. Gurdjieff, famous for his cognac. A Buddhist, they will never think about an enlightened man like that. So it's all ideas. It has nothing to do with the appearance. That you understand only when you get intimate with that master. It doesn't matter who. It has to do with your totality. Rumi, we talked a lot about Rumi. He was a very educated man. He had his own following, but almost like he inherited that job. Then comes his master, Sham. Totally wild, ragged clothes, and changed his whole life. Burnt all his books. That is the people who can transform. They come in all shapes and colors, using no supernatural powers, you bring the withered trees spontaneously into bloom. And anybody who gets in contact with the true guru, a master, an enlightened one, they will start blooming, they will start growing, they will start expanding.
it's bound to because people are just a seed and the master is pure nectar. So when that water comes on the seed, it doesn't matter how long the seed has been there. You know the commentaries. Inside my gate, a thousand sages do not know me. The beauty of my garden is invincible. Nobody can see, again, nobody can see from the outside. It is an inner garden. And only the more you are in touch with your inner garden, the more you will recognize it. That's why it's so easy to miss. And most people, they have no clue that they have an inner beautiful rose garden. It's just weeds. The beauty of my garden is invincible. Why should one search for the footprints of the patriarchs? I go to the marketplace with my bottle and return home with my stuff. I visit the wine shop and the market and everyone I look upon become enlightened. Everybody I look upon becomes enlightened. For the enlightened one, everybody is enlightened. Maybe they understand slowly, slowly that you don't remember, but still you are enlightened. And that is the compassion to go on waking up the sleepy ones even though the sleepy ones, they don't want to wake up. Even though the sleepy ones will shout at you, maybe throw something after you, no, no, it's too early. <laughs> this is the thing, that is the problem of going into the marketplace. Only when somebody is really ready to wake up, then, then it's fun. Then you have the different stages, like Ramana said, you have like wet wood. Some disciples is like wet wood. Some is a little dry, a little wet. And some is very dry. Just one little spark and they catch fire. Some, they, uh, they have to go slowly. And some, they just become smoky when they come close to the fire. And the poor master get the smoke in the eyes. <laughs> this is different stages, Ramana said, from the disciples. You can say it in so many different ways, no? I go to the marketplace with my bottle and return home with my stuff. I visit the wine shop and the market. This is very beautiful in this Zen tradition because everything is allowed. And that's how a mystic should be because you are free. 
the more you try to fit into a tradition, the more unnatural you really are. Because everybody is unique. So a true mystic, it will be totally unique. Everybody has their own expression, which in the West they always had problems to understand because it's so like a paradox. Is sitting meditation peaceful and also fighting? Is very relaxed and is very hot. Is both. I know they're even talking about going to the market to buy wine. Who have ever talking like that about an enlightened one? It's just a sign that now everything becomes ordinary. It's a full circle. You don't need to behave in any special way because you are just yourself. If you like wine, you drink wine. If you don't like wine, you don't drink wine. What's the big deal? A true religion should be life affirmative. Yes to life. I always remember Osho said yes to life. That is the true mantra. You are alive, how can you say no? And it seems like so many of these old religions, they've been going on saying no. Just have feeling inside. If you say no, how do you feel then? And you say yes, how do you feel? It's a totally different feeling. And if you haven't thought about it before, maybe start practicing saying yes more. It gives you a different flavor. Everything is like it should be. No is the first circle. First, he had lost the bull, even though the bull cannot be lost. But because of your identification to the mind and all these clouds and confusion, done the whole search. No, he had done the whole journey, even coming back to the marketplace. That is the ultimate, that is the natural, that's how the world should be. And that's what all the Buddhas wants to share. that everybody can realize that you are free, that you are already that which you are seeking. That's what all this whole thing is about. I go to the marketplace with my bottle and return home with my stuff. I visit the wine shop and 
the market and everyone I look upon becomes enlightened. Because all there is, is consciousness. All there is, is love. All there is, is silence. All there is, is God. From that point, there is no separation. No, there is a natural living. This is how life can be. It can be a suffering or it can be a celebration. With consciousness, with love, with awareness, it becomes a celebration. With unconsciousness, with mind, it becomes suffering. So I hope everybody becomes conscious. <laughs>